Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Hot Seat where we got Tway over hey. here. You know, so we all play hot seat oh my before. God. Computers well, we just, closed and everything. Just wanna, Jesus. you know, <laughs> kick back, put a little bit of spotlight on you, get to know you a little bit better. All the know? spotlight. But okay. don't worry, we we warm up into a. We always like we to start, start cold with a little bit of a sterile bar question, something okay. that really catches you off guard. And, and then we get really dark. We'll heat it up. Gotcha. Right? So it gets dark. a little spicy here, but we'll see what happens. Go ahead, bar hit her off. Mm, do you like? Plastic bags or paper bags? Oh man! That's your most sterile question yet, dude. Wow. Plastic. Not Why do you like plastic? <laughs> because it doesn't rip as easy. Fuck. Oh shit. <laughs> Damn. Oh. What you fucking What are you, dumb or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Duh. Damn. You can't get paper bags wet. I never realized this like sibling energy y'all got until today. Cause like before, like. I didn't really sense this until like today. Bart was like on a roasting fire on <laughs> Tway like all day long. Yeah, I feel all comfortable with that. Yeah. 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 I feel comfortable with that. Alright. And uh, I feel like I got two Vietnamese sisters over there, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fire, bro! There you go. Right. Pet peeve. Pet peeve. When people are t loud for no reason. You mean like just a big voice like motherfucker? Just, I hate yes, this room. Like just for, <laughs> yeah. No, you guys are cool, whatever, sure? but it's just like on the plane or like on somewhere where you're not supposed to be loud and you're just like obnoxiously loud and you don't care. Who's the loudest person in your, your circle? Surrounding. So you don't like Chinese people? <laughs> <laughs> fucking loud for no reason. What you say? Like for no reason, like why? On, but who's like, your loudest I, friend? Who's I, your loudest friend? Still a friend, so it's all nice and shit. Who's yeah, your loudest I'm gonna friend? say, um, this girl Nikki. Ooh. Shout out Nikki. What's up, Nikki? You loud ass. <laughs> Fuck, Nikki. Like, the, like when we're in a group, like she's the one. She's <laughs> the ass one. Nikki. Like she's just screaming and shit. She's be loud. Loud for no reason. Does she talk with claps? Yes. Oh, one of those ladies. Huh? Yes. <laughs> she might have uh, ear boogers backed up because I. Oh, how are you? <laughs> Once I took out my ear boogers, I was like, ooh, I talk. I talk loud. <laughs> That's like David so of this room. Yeah, no. Yeah, oh, he's pretty loud. He always yelling though. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I also really hate like just loud noises, like unnecessary noises for no reason. It's just De like ugh. describe an unnecessary noise. Um, like, like honking. 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 Okay. Oh. Or like car alarms. Yeah, um, isn't that Vietnam yes. though? They just hear all those kind of sounds. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Get off the Vietnamese sister's back, all yeah. right? I want to sock you for her, bro. What? Please. <laughs> Ask her innocent questions. I, I, I all right, you, you came to America in 2006. Mm -hmm. Did you come with your family or did you come traveling alone? I came with my family. So my sister, my dad, my mom, and my auntie. Everybody decided to come over here? No, we got sponsored over here because I my mom's sister sponsored us. Oh. They, they came kind of late, right? Yeah. Like, did they say, I'm going to America, I want a better life? No, it was more of a situation where paperwork just went through because the whole process is really, really long. My mom's been waiting for like 10, 12 years. And then I just, she just happened in, to have a family. In Vietnam? Yeah. She's waiting for the papers to go through? Yeah. That happens. Yeah, and so like once the paper went through, she just happens to have a family, so her whole family can go with her. When you're a kid mm -hmm. and you came to the States, and then you don't you didn't know English, right? None. All of a sudden you're just thrown into the school, all this shit. How was that like? Yeah. It was um I think it was 
a situation where it was like ignorance is bliss because I was like I didn't understand what they were saying I just had no comprehension and it low-key just kind of went so fast to where I'm just like or maybe I'm just like suppressing those thoughts and feelings that I felt back then were you around Asians um no I moved to Oxnard so it was a lot of Hispanic yeah what was your first impression of America um Mexico cold I came in um, oh, during December. Yeah. I came on December 25th. So Christmas. Oh, Christmas? Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Hey, Merry Christmas, America. Yeah. Hey. My Taiwanese relatives, when they come here in the summer, they're still wearing jackets and shit. Yeah, I'm like, it's cold here. Like, cold, cold. So I have a bunch of Vietnamese friends that came in their childhood too, right? But they never shook off their accent. Mm. But you, how did you do that? I'm not sure. I think it's a lot of television. I watched a lot of Spongebob and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Food Network and Anthony Bourdain, yeah. Wow. Is that how you got into Dope. cooking? Yeah. Is that how you got into cooking? Um, yeah, Anthony Bourdain definitely inspired me to be um, kind of fascinated with food because he um, came at an angle where it was just beyond the food. Yeah, so like that culture. Yeah, that yeah. intrigued me. So you, um, growing up, you knew you wanted to do something with food? No, I, I didn't. When was your first moment where you're like, I'm going to cooking school? When my mom wanted me to be a nurse and I knew that I didn't. What 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 made you go, I ain't gonna nurse? What? What made you say, I ain't gonna fucking nurse? Because that's not what I wanted to do. I never felt a passion for it. I, I'm really, really scared of blood. Um, yeah, I just didn't want to do that. What about blood and cooking? Does that freak you out? No. Like a steak? No. What what part of blood are you afraid of that? Like Human people blood? getting cut and like just oh. drawing blood and shit. Like it makes me, it day. makes my legs weak. Okay, really? yeah. Like even in the kitchen when somebody like cuts themselves or when I cut myself, I'm just yeah. like, ugh. Like wow. Yeah, you go and jump in the freezer, cool down. Yeah. yeah. Let me see. Damn. So it became like like one of those things where the Asian parent goes, you must do this. And you're like, uh-uh. It wasn't even a situation like that. It was kind of like, they kind of expected me to be. And I was like, okay, then I'll, I'll do that. And so throughout high school, I was like volunteering at the hospital, just like setting myself up for this path. And then at the end, when I was really about to go to school, like in like during senior year, doing the paperwork and stuff like that, I was like, I really don't think I can finish this. I really don't think that I can go through with this. Wow. So then, yeah, so then I was just like, what do you really like to do? And I'm like, I love to eat. I don't know how to cook. Fuck it. Just go to culinary school. And then when, when your mom heard that, was she like, you're not part of this family no more? Um, We had a disagreement, but at the end of the day, I like stood my ground and that like she realized that she couldn't change my mind. Wow. What's the biggest dish you told your mom? Biggest dish. Your whole life. What was the What's the biggest or the funniest thing you ever called her? Ooh, I don't remember. Like a fat cow or something? No. <laughs> Did you get into a fist fight with her? I almost, almost. When I was like old, big enough to like fight back, and then she realized, oh. Oh shit. Yeah, like you're big enough. Can... Your mom must be small. She's like four eleven. Oh shit. Yeah, she's like four eleven. Did you guys come here on the same seat then? Wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you guys sit in one chair. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. To it. What, what What do you think of your mom's cooking? I it, I mean, it's what makes my cooking really special because I learned. She's not the type of uh, person that would teach you how to cook because she's like, you just at this, at this, you feel it, you just know, you smell it. So I can't learn like that. But I've learned through tasting her food. 
of like mm. what I want my food to taste like. If it wasn't cooking, what would you be doing? If it wasn't cooking, she's like nurse. Doing? No, <laughs> I think I'd be like in like maybe like just print modeling something like that. Yeah, like I love. Like just the fashion world as well. Well, I did what? Yeah. Oh, so you would have got done something with clothes? Yeah. That's if tight. You, if you were in charge of uh, the AI, the future AI group, uh -huh. describe what you think the ideal man should be, and what would you create to ideal man to, to come out and create this ideal man? Yeah. Ooh, ideal man. Yeah. I think black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got that one. What else, Sway? I'm okay. dead, Long. no! Big and tall. Three. Fashion sense. Oh, wow. I think I'd date this guy already. Wow! Likes to eat. Yeah. Wow! Loves Vietnamese food. Yeah. Maybe I know her more than she knows herself. Yeah, you you truly Now, what is it, what is it? What, what was the piece? Um, you forgot. Huge heart. Um, oh man, I think it's it I, for me. It always goes beyond the physical because if I can't like have a conversation with you, if I can't like connect with you on, like, beyond the surface level, then I can't be with you. So anything that's like, if you're mentally challenging me, like I love that shit. Mmm. Yeah. Who's your high school crush then? Coming to America, and then Zac Efron. For real? Yeah. They're like, damn, you're so fine. Yeah. Shit, I don't see you in Vietnam, man. <laughs> Zach Efron, all the way. And you still feel that way now? He's cute, but not, yeah. Not the same. Not, not the, the high same. school musical. Not, not that crazy. Now we all yeah. in this together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh Dang. He aged. Today's video is brought to you by Upstar. It's almost a new year, so it's time to start thinking about your resolutions. How about adding financial freedom to the list with a little bit of help from Upstar? Upstar is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart uses your credit and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five minute rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from 1,000 up to $50,000. Wow. And receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today by going to upstart.com slash off the record. That's upstart.com slash off the record. And don't forget to use this specific URL so they know that we sent you. Go get it, baby. Loan amounts will be determined by your credit, income, and other information that you provide on the loan application. Go to upstart.com slash off the record and get your financial freedom today. Who's your GOAT, like, besides Anthony Bourdain, as far as, like, t uh, TV chefs growing up? Like, who was your favorite to watch? Favorite? I would say Giada De Laurentiis. Yeah. Yeah. Giada. I thought she was just always really beautiful to watch, like, pleasant to watch. Um, and she was always on at 3, and that was after school, so I've just always watched her. I've been watching Giada since you were a kid. I yeah. Like, oh, that's like really your thing, huh? Yes. Like I didn't realize it then, but like that's what I would always watch. Like just the Food Network. I love Chopped. Um, all of that shit. All of the cooking. If you shit. if you couldn't cook Vietnamese food, French food. 
French food. Well, that's, that's damn near Vietnamese food. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Is, is the cooking techniques similar, like because of the French style cuisine, so in like mixed with Vietnamese food? Um, similar, yes, there are like certain differences because like Vietnamese people, we don't really care about like techniques that much, like different knife cuts and all of that stuff. It's more of just like flavor profile. They're pretty, they're close in flavor profile, but not really like techniques. Mm. Okay, yeah. I, got, I got a question for you. If you're in charge of you can throw me off. If, Sorry, you had to, if you had to rename the five most popular Vietnamese foods with STD names, which ones would they be? <laughs> which one would be AIDS? Which one would be gonorrhea? Stupid! Pass. Hard pass. Dang, that was our first pass of, yeah. of the, of the house. Right, we're at the 12 minute like and 14 like second like moment the, of the show. I like the premise. Well, we like to start getting a little bit deeper, a little bit spicier with our questions stuff. Get to know you a little bit better, okay? Okay. All right, when was the last time you cried? Yesterday night. Damn! Oh, shit. You're too sensitive. Please, please do tell. Yeah, um, it was during dinner service, and it was just like stress and mm. all of that just combined, and me having to prep for like two days ahead, and having just people in my ear, and it was just like building and building, so I just had to step away, let the tears run down for a bit, and then gather myself and went back to the kitchen. Um, oh, because you were serving? Yes, it was I thought it was because she had onions. No, it was during yeah. service, yeah. Does that happen a lot? Like, does um, it get sometimes, stressful? Yeah. It gets real, and I. It was like my name on the line too, so it was like oh. people referring to me as like chef. So I was basically head chef. So it, it was a lot. Do you, Do you feel like you semi thrive in the stress though? Yeah. That's something that like makes you. Yeah. Did you Did you cry during the the pop up that you did recently too, or no? No. Because I know that was pretty stressful too. Yeah. No. What was your biggest obstacle along this journey like can you look back and be like that that fucking shit traumatized me like a motherfucker man what journey like career-wise or yeah like just yeah. or coming to america no. i would just say like um anything that comes to mind that was like yo that shit fucked me up dude yeah, yeah your, mm. your movie you're the main yeah, character your i movie. think it was a situation where um Rick and I put out a video where we um, talked about our open relationship and it just, I wasn't ready for the amount of people that were gonna, like that had a lot to say, that had their opinion. Like a lot of guys start hitting on you? No, 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 like it was more like, just shit talking. Oh, like they didn't like, yeah, and yeah. Oh, they didn't accept that. Yeah, like. Oh, that's crazy. It's yeah. like this is your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we we put that video. We made that video with the intention of like, this is our this is our story. This is our perspective. Like, I feel like we could bring a different perspective to the yeah. table. Yeah. And it just didn't turn out like that, and it almost. It, How did people receive it? Like, were they like? You're fucking wrong, or like. Yeah, they were basically like, "Oh, she's not into him, or he's a simp." Um, what? Uh, she's a whore. Like, she oh, just shit. doesn't like him like that. Stuff like that, you yeah. know. And it like just a lot of like outside voices, and I wasn't ready for that mm, at the time. Yeah. yeah. Fuck everybody, man. Yeah. Project, yeah. They're all projecting, you know. For sure. Yeah, like that was secure. definitely like really, really difficult because of like the amount of like opinions that were pushed upon me that I wasn't ready for. So the follow up to that is I think when you're in the public eye, like we all experience something along the lines of that, right? But then like, I've seen a lot of people stop social media after getting canceled, after doing things, but then you decided to keep going. Um, what got you to go like, you know what? Fuck these opinions. 
Um, I think it was more of a situation where I was like, I don't have to put my relationship out there like that. Like, I, at the end of the day, we know who we are. We know what we are. And so we're just like, fuck them, whatever. So now I'm just, I just focus on what I do and that's cooking. So I use the platform to just push my career mm-hmm. more than just like, oh, this is my life. Look at my house. Look at my boyfriend. So kind of like closed it up a little more, made it more focused. On, on the career, on the food. Yeah. 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 If you had a piece of advice uh, for other aspiring either chefs or little immigrant Vietnamese ladies or whatever it might be, what would you give off based off of everything you've experienced? Um, pay attention to what what fills your cup. Like pay attention to what really makes you feel fulfilled and whole. Even if it feels scary, even if it feels like it's never gonna work out. Like once you align yourself in that situation, once you align yourself to receive the things that you want, it's gonna come to you. Wow, very wise. If you had to deal with either a itchy butt or itchy vagina for the rest of your life, what would you deal with? That's a good question. That is important that we all learn from that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to answer that after. And there's nothing I can do about it? Nah, it's one or the other. It's one or the other. And it's so itchy where you have to scratch it in public. (laughs) Oh, in public? (laughs) Or you try to hide. I mean, you try to go behind the bush or something, but it's it's pretty crazy. Itchy butthole, Mike. I'm gonna say butthole. Really? Really? Yeah. I don't know, having an itchy vagina? I don't know. I think butthole's better too because you don't want people to think you're masturbating in public all day. Yeah. You get like a sex crime on you and shit. (laughs) And like itchy butthole, you can kind of like scratch it like if you're sitting, you know? And you can put your arm behind you. They don't know what you're doing. And like, uh, if it's vagina, you kind of have to like put your legs in between something and it's just weird, yeah. That's how I scratch my vagina. <laughs> you know, so. What's one of the hardest things you've done for your career? One of the hardest? Um, I think it, it has to be like cooking for people in real life. Because that I mean, is your career though, right? Yeah, yeah, I've done it before, but it was under the guides of like the the chefs that have like experience, like years and years of experience that's guiding us through the kitchen sure. and we just have to like prep for him, whatever. Also, like running your whole operation, yeah, like, I see. That's the hardest part. Well, and you like, got all the liability. Yeah, and building like a team that could work well together, um, handling like little shit, yeah. Dang. What's your advice on team building? Ooh, advice on team building. Um, Like only Asians or keep one race. (laughs) On team building. I think team building really comes from like you. Because if you are, I, I think a lot of times people think of like, your team like if it's my team then i'm the leader it's i i have this mentality of like if it's my team i am serving them like i if you're working for me i'm going to make sure that i take care of you because i know that if i take care of you you're going to do better work than um having you feel like you're working for me so i just like make sure to treat my team members no matter who they are really well because at the end of the day like they know how much they're getting paid and they know like I'll take care of them no matter what. Yeah. Very good. Snaps for that one. Yeah. yeah. Where, where do you feel like you learned that from? Like do you feel like that's something that was always a part of you or do you feel like this is something that was very intentional when you're trying to work with the team? I think it's from my experience of working with leaders that have big egos. Mm. That was 
that was it. You're like, that's not gonna be me. Yeah, that's not uh, gonna be me. Yep. Which one of your family members is the most fun when they're drunk? Workers. My dad. <laughs> your dad? My dad. What What's so fun about drinking with them? Um, I mean, I've drank, I've literally like have partied with him ever since I was over in Vietnam. They don't have an age limit, whatever. Yeah. So like, I would be the person that Drinks with them. Drinks with him and like then... That is the wildest thing that I do remember is like when there were nightlife, like restaurants, there's like here it's like oh over twenty one. Out there you see family, bro. Mm -hmm. Like it's like I two o'clock in the middle of the night and there's a fucking baby yeah. and mom's drinking and the whole family's partying together. Yes, I would go to the I would tell people this all the time and they don't believe me. I'm like I would go to the club with my parents and just chill, like just hang out and party with them. That's tight. There's that street in um, Saigon where it's like hella fucking party. I forgot the name of it. Sesame. Sesame, Sesame Street. Sesame. Sesame. My first experience, crazy shit is like, you know, there's like karaoke bars, there's like bars, and then there's like, um, you know, little chairs out on the patio, there's shisha, shisha smoking or whatever. And if you look closely, there's people on dates, whatever, but then there's full families. Yeah. Drinking, having a blast, and there'll be like a table full of kids just hanging out and eating and just sitting around, and everyone's just getting wasted. Obviously, the kids aren't drinking. Well, at least not that I know of. They're like picking up cockroaches and shit. <laughs> but it's, it's like a family environment, and I was yeah. like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. But it's, that's just like the norm. That's yeah. Normal. Just families that hang like, out with each other. I remember my family owning a restaurant in Vietnam and um, there were like private rooms and um, there was a private like dinner going on in one of those rooms and it was my dad's friends and I would I was drinking with them. And then I just remember like just being getting drunk and going back to the room like my room. And I can just hear like my mom like, where's, where's Tway, where's Tway? And then they come in and they find me. And we had to go somewhere and we had to get dressed, but I literally got out of the bed and like just laid back on the floor <laughs> because I was so wasted. And that was me, that was me in Vietnam. So I was little, little. Mm. Yeah. And now you're huge. That's huge, massive. <laughs> How dare you.